disclaimer. We are not biblical theologians, but rather a group of friends who just want to share their hearts and love for Jesus. So please enjoy these conversations with God's, God's gang. gang. There, now you could talk. <laughs> <laughs> After getting yelled at. Dylan was, was <laughs> telling us a story about how he's going to get liposuction. <laughs> what is happening, Dylan? And injected into his <laughs> lips. <laughs> yeah. A, what forehead. do they call it? A BBL? What is that? I always <laughs> want to. <What? laughs> <laughs> they take the fat, hey? Yeah. From wherever you're fat. Injected in your bum. Er. Not or in like your bum. Like your butt cheeks. Your butt cheeks. Man, people are so <laughs> that's, vain. That's the Kardashians. That's like er, the and, I, and it looks like fake and like they're wearing a diaper or something like that. And the people don't think. People see that it's fake? Like, does it look natural? You watch. <laughs> <laughs> Telling on him? I like yeah. the storyline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watch it for the storyline. Yeah. Very interesting. I just make sure the girls don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Dylan, you're getting a surgery? Yeah, um, I guess I've been on this... What's it called? This not a plan journey or something yeah, journey. for seven years I've been put on bariatric yeah what it's is where that? they it's like a weight loss they take some of the part of your stomach out or it depends there's two different types there's what a rue and a, a Y and the one I'm going for is the best for me because I'm diabetic uh-huh. I'm on a bunch of medications for it so the one I'm on is the rue they're gonna take out Half of my stomach. Yeah. And then like sew it all up. So it's just like a tube. Okay. So it comes down my throat and then yeah. tube then into. They it? said his stomach's like a football. A football. Like he's eh? stretched it out so oh. much. Yeah. It's just. The size of football yeah. or shaped yeah. like a football? No, well, the size, the size of the football. The shape of it. Pigskin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why he could eat a six patty burger. Yeah. And a poutine. And, and, a, and a poutine, poutine with it, yeah. And a drink. And a drink. Holy. <laughs> and garlic toast. <laughs> garlic toast <laughs> to clean up the poutine <laughs> <Yeah>. after. <laughs> Anything looking at people's plates after. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one Sunday, my dad's like, do you think, I know my mom, hey, do you yeah. think you could do it again? And then my dad's like, well, if you're going to sponsor in terms of like, if you can't do it, right, mm-hmm. will someone pay for it? That's yeah. what I said. If someone's sponsoring, I'll, I'll go try it. Yeah. And that's when Bill said, "Well, if, to Tilly, if you're going to sponsor it, if he doesn't do it, but I did it. You did it again. <laughs> again. <laughs> Probably about the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Twenty-two minutes. Yeah. Holy, time. just timed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I I did that burger thing too, and. I tell you, I never want to do that again, man. <laughs> you were so close. To I was getting, I, I probably had a third of that burger left. I ate the poutine and yeah. I had about a third of that burger. The poutine's pretty good. Yeah, the poutine's yeah, good. Really the good. burger, I don't After know. After a man. while, I, it, it, it there's just, that wall you hit yeah. from that burger. Like it's too much meat or whatever. Yeah. It just, and it just, after a while, it didn't taste good. Yeah. It's like just, this time around, I had to chop it up and then mix it in with the gravy and the fries, like okay. just to hide the taste. This oh, time yeah. I had to do it that yeah. way. Because that, that uh, barbecue sauce, I don't know if, like, I feel like they intentionally make that burger a certain way so you can't finish it. Probably. Because the patties definitely. don't feel real. Yeah. When I was eating them, they just felt like 
like they're mixed in grains or something like that. Definitely, so there's something yeah, hardy like and heavy. grainy or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like barley, as if there's like barley inside yeah. the meat. And then on top of that, the barbecue sauce is, it just starts to get really strong. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. This time around, I had to mix it in with the fries and gravy. Yeah. yeah. Just to hide it. But they it have like the best poutines. Pretty good poutine. Yeah. 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 Uh, not to say the best, but it's pretty good poutine. <laughs> but yeah, like we're saying, it's not really like a food tour, you know. It's not like I'm trying to go everywhere and, you know, Yo. gain all my weight. North gain Wade, all my weight. Kenora, Wings. Flamingos. Trying to hit up all the buffets. Uh-huh. But end of November is when I go in. November 28th, I think. Yeah. I go in for the surgery, but two weeks prior to that, I'm on an all-liquid diet. Oh, yeah. All, like, protein shakes and just liquid stuff. No sugar for two oh, weeks. Jesus. Which, <laughs> it's okay for me because I barely have any sugar, really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly says she's going to try to support me and do the diet, the liquid diet. Really? But Jesus. Kelly. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe if when I'm for at home days. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> And then your mom will come around and you guys will be, you want to get some cupcakes? Yeah. <laughs> some cookies. <laughs> I brought you cookies. Hey, yeah. Did she, she bring said, you stuff? Kelly, Kelly, I ordered cookies for next week, <laughs> which means I need to pick them up, right? And I was like, why do you always assume I'm home? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Saturday, you got to pick them up. <laughs> I'm like, also. Why do you assume we're home Saturday? <laughs> I ordered cookies. <laughs> So yes. The question I had earlier, we were both answered, then I just started recording, was what would happen then? So they they, they cut out a portion of your stomach and they make you just like a regular tube like of a, a stomach. Tube, yeah. Now, if you continue to eat, like I know you'd get sick because your yeah. stomach can't hold it, but there's a chance that you would start going falling back into the way you're eating before. There, are, there are chances, and in the classes and everything, there's I forget the percentage they gave, yeah. but people do fall back, like start drinking. Yeah. Coke, like pop, yeah, like yeah, um, the carbonate drinks, yeah. it's just stuff like that that you shouldn't be eating, yeah. And there's the one, the roux, I think it's called, where they just kind of staple a bit of your stomach off, oh, yeah. And that one, you can restretch it out, oh, okay, so you can get back to your old ways and gain weight yeah. again and everything. Because there was a guy on YouTube I used to watch, and I think you used to watch him too, he's called Boogie2998 or whatever, yeah. I don't know, he, he was the guy who would. He'd make funny videos, and he'd always, like, eat uh, Doritos and um, oh, the yeah, Mountain yeah. Dew. Yeah, yeah. So he got gastric bypass oh, really? maybe four years ago or something like that, and he started to lose a lot of weight. But he was just, like, it's not to do he's an unhealthy eater. He was an unhealthy person mentally. Mm-hmm. So the issue wasn't quite his weight. It was kind of more like his, like, he had problems, like, from his childhood and yeah. stuff like that. And he kind of fell back. Next thing you know, he's drinking Mountain Dew, and he started gaining his weight all back and mm-hmm. stuff. Because like that one, I don't know if he got the same thing. Like if it's just a stomach yeah, staple, or or was the the cutting the of the cutting one out? Yeah, there. yeah. Well, the one is yeah, definitely does slowly stretch out again. If you don't watch it, if it, you don't watch like it, you stick to the yeah, diet. Yeah, yeah. But the one I'm getting is it, it's just a tube. I don't know if how bad you can fall back on it. Yeah, but. And for me, it's best because I'm like I'm fully like diabetic and I'm on medications now. Yeah. My medications aren't even really helping me anymore. It's like my body got so used to them. Oh, really? That the pills aren't working very good now. Yeah. So I've been put on this now for seven years, I think, and finally 
I was on it before COVID. Like, finally, we were taking the steps, classes, and then COVID oh, hit. Oh, yeah. So then I was back now to two more years. Yeah. Again. So you could have had the surgery already before, yeah, like, before in 2020? Yeah. There, I was going yeah. in, and surgeons stopped it because of COVID and everything. And yeah. So then I had to wait two more years now. So now I'm finally... I could have had it in June. Uh-huh. But being summer was my... At work. It's busy, eh? Busy day for yeah. the road construction, culverts and stuff, and I'm the main operator there. So I didn't feel it was good enough for me to leave them stranded and everything. Uh-huh. So I pushed it till November, December, I said, in the wintertime would be best. Yeah. Because really it just slows down. Okay. And there's greater operators that I can plow snow and then just haul gravel. Okay. Nothing to it. Yeah. So I got a call end of last month, middle of last month on my date's November 28th uh-huh. is when you go in there and get the surgery done. Regina? Yeah. Yeah. Regeneral. Huh. And then, yeah, I just told two weeks prior, you're on a liquid diet, dietitian will call a week or so before, and then a nurse will call, just kind of get me all ready and everything. Mm-hmm. And then on 28th Monday, we go in at 6, operations at 8. It's about an hour and a half, two hour surgery. Yeah. And then I'm there for three days just to make sure everything's good. They kick me out, kick me home. <laughs> then I'm on off of work for two months. Two months, eh? Which huh. is good with my work. Disability leave. Or yeah, my yeah. work has short term and long term. Yeah. And I was telling Kelly, well, how do I tell my work? Because I feel bad. Like, oh, I got to leave for two weeks or two months, right? Like leaving, them, it's like leaving them stranded and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. Like, how do I bring it up to my uh, the girls up front? Like, how do I tell them, like, all this stuff is going through my mind? I finally worked the courage up the phone, the office, and I talked to her, and she was, right, she was really understanding. And yeah. Yeah, well, we have this, and then if it's hospital and stuff and all this stuff, hospital, doctors, referral and all this stuff, disability kicks in right away. There's no no waiting, no looking into it. Oh, yeah. SARM or whatever with union. As long as it's like for a hospital and a doctor's right, all this stuff, it kicks in right away. So yeah. that was a big relief. Huh. So, again, so Monday tomorrow, I would get blood work in and talk to my doctor, get everything. Yeah. And then after and that is all done, like you got your surgery and you're off for a couple months, do you have to like go and get checked in or start checkups or something yeah, like that? Um, I think the first two weeks or three weeks, it's a phone call of how I'm feeling. Yeah. How I'm doing with the liquids and how I'm eating. Yeah. And also, like, you know, like, I like meat and everything. Yeah. After the surgery and stuff, <laughs> your body might <laughs> <laughs> your body might start rejecting all the food you used to like. Oh, okay. You know, okay. like, yeah. I might, my body might not like red meat anymore yeah. or yeah. chicken and stuff. So that's a lot of trial and error, they say. You might like salmon. <laughs> Which would be awesome. Yeah, so it's like your tastes can change yeah. is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So certain stuff you might not like yeah. anymore and your body will just reject and you'll huh. be sick about sick. <laughs> Plus we'll be watching out for like right if he has bloody stool or right all this other stuff because then yeah. we'll probably have to take him in immediately. Yeah. But I'm just believing that everything will go smoothly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I have to. And like working out like from when I first started to where I am now, I lost a lot of lot of weight. Yeah. Like I was four hundred ninety five pounds at oh. my biggest. Well, ninety eight. Half a ton. Yeah. <laughs> to where now I'm like three hundred twenty pounds. 
Oh wow! You know, like he did lose I've a lot of weight. Definitely come down. Yeah, working on the program because they tell you all this stuff. You gotta eat this. Make sure your A one C's, your blood sugars are low when you do your three months checkups and everything. Uh huh. So it's a lot of discipline. Like I want to make sure my blood sugars are below eight. They had to be below eight. Yeah. In the three months, every three months it had to be below eight. Yeah. So there was a lot of discipline to do. Which for me, it's you know, if someone tells me make sure it's like that, I'll do it. You'll do it. Eh? You know, like uh-huh. it's discipline. I guess I got. So all we gotta do is tell you to talk at the podcast, and you'll talk. I'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew that yeah. months ago. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. so end of November I'll be having the surgery. Wow. Kind of scary, but it kind is of excited. Excited. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I'll be off all my medications. <clears throat> and right after the surgery, they say you're you don't need your medications anymore. Wow. Like you're done with them. So Are they the pills? Yeah. Yeah. Pills like how I much do you take? Seven pills. I take seven. A oh, a handful. A buffet in the morning. <laughs> All suppositories. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> seven of them. <laughs> one at a time. One at a time. <laughs> All seven, all at once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like a little tube. Dill has like the best suppository story. <laughs> Don't make him tell that story <laughs> unless he wants to talk about it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly was like, I'm not going to talk this podcast. <laughs> Dude, tell your surprises. And then moments like that, I'm like, remind myself big time of Auntie Teresa and uh-huh. your mom. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you see she like hits Richard. Richard, tell it. You tell Richard, tell it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, God, tell it. <laughs> she just starts uh-huh. saying, it's like, I look at Dill immediately and I'm like, that's me. <laughs> I do that to you. I know I yeah. do. Put him on the spot. Basically, that's what my mom yeah. does. She likes to, yeah. She thrives in it. Then she kind of like doesn't tell it right. No, no. She <laughs> she won't deliver the story <laughs> right. Yeah. Just like clarify it. Yeah. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> Drinking this up, by the way. You don't have to share that story. No. <laughs> but you were young. <laughs> 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 Kelly will just start telling. Yeah. <laughs> He went on a hike. <laughs> <laughs> Cypress Hills. Am I saying it right? <laughs> Don't tell that story, Kelly. Spare the guy. <laughs> I said I wasn't talking this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, the last time we were we were on the podcast, we were talking about how we want to talk about more scary stories or ghost stories or something like that again. You guys remember that or no? Mm-hmm. What? Did Dylan ready to tell your alien story, <laughs> Dylan? <laughs> no. Do, do you really have an alien story, he does. Dylan? <laughs> I can't remember. Is this another one? There was Kelly's like, no. tell your d- oh, <laughs> So Dylan was, uh, <laughs> you <No>. tell it. <laughs> we were watching, um, I don't know if you guys seen, I don't know if you guys have Netflix, but we kind of get into this show called Love is Blind. And the cup like people, just random people, they go into these pods, and all you have to do is you just talk to the person in the next pod, right? And you can't see see them. them. So, Uh of course, they're trying to like, is love blind? But all these people are attractive, like piss me off. (laughs) But you know what I mean? But like they're trying to like, oh, on a different level, we get to know these people. Uh And then uh, (laughs) one one 
guy start talking about aliens and he's like, if a girl start talking to me about aliens, I'd be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole the little pod group would just or him uh-huh. and that girl just be aliens back and forth. Then he'd be like on one knee, Will you marry me? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they have to do in the pod, right? They have one knee with the ring, but the other person can't see. Wait, so in this show, do they actually get married after? Yeah. Really? We're like on the third season because we've been, um, we watched it last year, I think. That's crazy, man. And we've already watched like what happened to the couples and kind of like the year after. Oh, okay. Nobody's made it. Yeah, well, (laughs) come on. That's all superficial stuff, man. (laughs) I find it so like funny because after they do, like we're watching here. Once they do see each other and they're, oh, I just love you. I love you so much. Yeah. And they're, oh, I just like. Oh, it's not like? love. You're <laughs> sitting there and you're like, this is you're lust. You're blindly mm-hmm. talking uh-huh. and even they didn't even see each other. Yet. Oh, I just love you so much. <laughs> oh, I was like, that's so it's not, oh, that doesn't work like this. Right? No. It's like yeah. a married. No, no, no. It's like, like, I mean, like, this. attraction only takes you so far, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to live life as a unit. And it's like, that's that's difficult. Like, yeah. people don't, they, they kind of take marriage is uh lightly you know what i mean yeah. it's like some people it's a status symbol or something like that it's like man that's hard work what you got to do to be married to me it's like the world is just almost making fun of marriage right mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's just the basis of pe- two people getting married is just it it's just talking and i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> that's not marriage at all yeah <laughs> That one show, remember the Puffy Chair, Beverly? That movie, yeah. the Puffy Chair. Yeah, there was a really funny. Um, the premise of this show is these two brothers find a chair that they they used to have as in their childhood. They go travel across the country to go find this chair and buy it. It's like listed on some Craigslist or something like that. And so they go on a road trip, and then this one, the the younger brother, and he's kind of like more of an outcast brother, and he's kind of rough. He has a rough lifestyle. The other one's more kind of stable in his life, and he's married. So the the rough brother. Uh, meets some girl at a party at a bar and all of a sudden they're like dancing like late into the night and then next thing you know they got married that same night like they're drinking and stuff and they get married and then the the one brother was eating at a at a restaurant for breakfast and then the rough brother comes into the restaurant by himself and he asks her was like where's where's what's her name let's just say her name is you know christine or something where's christine and he's kind of shaking his head smiling I love that girl, man. I love that girl. Yeah. They broke up. Right <laughs> 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 it was like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that was. I just found that funny because yeah. you know, like, the guy thought he was like deeply, madly in love with this girl he met like an hour ago. And next thing you know, the next morning he comes into the restaurant. Yeah, yeah I love that. I girl. love that girl, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> but I can't do it. <laughs> it's almost like there's like. If I could explain love is like something, it's almost like a jawbreaker. And the outs, it looks very like, oh yeah, I want one because I see Beverly has one, so I want one. And then the first layer is just nice and sweet and it's it's nice, right? But man, it's con- constant layers and working mm-hmm. and it's just this never-ending jawbreaker. What if it's a, a sour part that you don't yeah. like, but mm-hmm. you still got to keep working through it? Like, yeah. Well, you see what happens when you have those connections like that? People are, like, literally going through honeymoon phases when when they Mm -hmm. get connected with someone. So when you have couples that are together and they only seem to be with someone for two months or three months and, like, they always have a new man or a new girl all the time, it's because they're constantly going through honeymoon Mm -hmm. phases. And you guys remember the honeymoon phase was amazing. Like, it was just, like, 
wow, I, I can you know, I'm probably I feeling like the guy in the, the guys in the pods. I'm probably like, you know, that was like that with Beverly. And it's like, realistically, you can't live your life like that because you would get nothing done inside your life. You wouldn't be able to live life properly if that was your, your, your constantly in this honeymoon phase. Yeah. It's like my mind would be consumed with Beverly. That's what I'd be thinking about all the time. But and it's like, bone. yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like all of that all the time. But it's like, yeah. man, I got a job to think about, yeah. a, a daughter to think about. I got, a, I got a God to think about. Yeah. I got a finances to think about. So it's like, it's not realistic. And then so people enjoy that honeymoon phase for a few months, and it's like, oh, reality sits Real in. Work. You try yeah. get together, and it's like you realize you're two different people, two right. different backgrounds. Yeah two different beliefs lifestyles yeah. are completely different and you realize you got to somehow bring those together to and agree mm-hmm. yeah. on stuff so there's simple things that beliefs that you can't even agree on sometimes so you got to work through that stuff so that's what marriage really is oh. it sounds really Preach. rough but <laughs> it's a really rewarding thing at the same time too it's very rewarding it's mm-hmm. super rewarding like you know <laughs> after like yeah, yeah. Hard work, but it's <laughs> it is hard work rewarding. but that's <laughs> i think the the reality is that people got to realize when they get into a marriage that it's yeah. a lot of work mm-hmm. so it, it's almost like if you have a good marriage a healthy one then you find out you have someone else who carries the load with you yeah you realize you're mm-hmm. not alone through maybe certain situations that you may face yeah that there's someone else there that that that's alongside you that's saying yeah. oh, you're not alone you're not going through this alone i'm right here and then you're just kind of like oh okay well it, it, it's kind of like how sometimes i look at people who are single parents and i was like oh, oh God, my lord i, I can't yeah. imagine doing that because i see some people and they're trying to manage their kids by themselves in a job and education it's like if you did things right, you know what I mean? You would have your 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 husband beside you, your wife beside you. And, you know, you would have someone there to fall upon, someone to help you with those kids. Yeah. But it's just like people take things so lightly inside this life, man, and, and, and relationships and marriages and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we'll get married. The wedding is going to be beautiful. It's going to be, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and this person's going to be, that's going to, and then it's like, it's one day out of your life, man. Well, why does it mm-hmm. have to be so expensive? Yeah, that's, the, to me, is that it's pretty insane the way yeah. some people kind of, kind of, they almost like, they idolize the, the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, this is the most important, this is the best day of your life. It's like, if that's the best day of your life, for you, I feel sorry for you because you're going to have hundreds of more days together with that person. You know what I mean? And then there you got to find treasures within that, a wedding's supposed to be important. It's supposed to be beautiful too, and it's a celebration of life, right? It's a good thing, but it's just like, man, you're gonna have so much more days than that one day that happens, and and uh, people forget the other side of that wedding is reality and life there, and you got to be sure that that you're coming into union with this person that you want to spend the rest of your life because it's really the 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 vow that you make is till death do you part man through ups and downs there's gonna be times where you're not gonna like this person sometimes or you're 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 gonna be going through mental health issues and sickness and all this kind of stuff and just like even what you guys are gonna go through right with dylan and he's gonna have this time and it's like he's you know if kelly didn't make that vow she could have just bounced right if you weren't married she probably could have bounced out right now (laughs) (laughs) see ya (laughs) but i'll be honest because i fell in love with him fat I really fell in love with him 450 pounds. I fell in love with him big. And even even recently when I'd be looking at him and I'm like, ah, you're just small. <laughs> you can't even protect me, right? And it's like, 
oh man, I have to actually get into the mind frame that he's going to be probably even smaller. And it and it probably. and it's hard for me to explain to well, people that definitely. that like I fell in love with him fat. We we eat, right? We enjoy food. We just in lo- enjoy eating like if i'm at a restaurant and if i feel like i want to have pancakes along with something else dylan's the type of guy that's like yes get the pancakes and you want the dessert too then it's like i get to order what i want but see but then eat what i want to eat and then he just eats the rest there's like assurance there right but now i'm like i see why he's like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like, can get whatever you, you want, want. but it's just like Oh, the basis of our relationship was just take out food, just enjoying each other, and then like f- with food, mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. eating, man. And now I'm have to get it. I have to make this change too alongside him, right? That I need to be understanding of what he can eat and what he cannot eat. Yeah. The food I need to bring into the house. Yeah. And, oh my goodness. Well, you're thinking about it. Th- you think about it. This isn't just a diet change. This is a lifestyle, lifestyle. change. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like oh, yeah. people think, you know, I need to change the way I look. It's like, no, you got to change your lifestyle, lifestyle is what you need to change. It's like, because some people don't realize that. It's like they, they, they look at the image first yeah. and think, I need to look more pretty. I need to look more, you know, buff. I need to look like this. And it's like, you change those little tiny things, you know, you got to realize it's it's more of a lifestyle that you have to shift. You have to take things out of your life and put good things back mm-hmm. inside those places, yeah. right? But yeah. there, there's, like, we're looking forward to, because, man, big boy clothes, big person clothes, they're expensive. And like hard go, to find in right? Yorkton. Yeah. yeah, and hard to find in Yorkton. Can I make a trip to Regina if big I need and pants? Tall. And, yeah. and it's, like, oh, yeah. $85 a shirt. $150 of pants. Like, yeah. Or like maybe if we find a deal and it's 80 bucks for jeans. It's just, oh, it's so expensive. <laughs> 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 but I'm just looking forward to like if he does get to double X or you know what I mean? Yeah. That it's, he could find it at Walmart. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's doing it for better life, better yeah. energy, live mm-hmm. longer. That's mm-hmm. the main reason yeah. that I chose to do it. Because yeah, you're good. already living more than what doctors expected. Hey? Yeah. Supposed to be 35 years old. I wasn't going to make it. Oh, really? Because, like, well, I told a few people, but, like, my late 20s, uh, I had a heart attack. Uh-huh. Just from not taking care of myself, being young, you know. I don't need all these medications, doctor told me. So I'm drinking and eating on poorly and everything right yeah women <laughs> <laughs> whiskey and women whiskey and women but yeah so like my late 20s i must have been 26 27 maybe mid no you're 24 i was gonna say mid yeah around there uh-huh. i was having a heart attack oh. first the whole day i had all the symptoms of a heart attack like sweating my left arm was hurting and tingling all day <laughs> but i thought i was just hung over just everything sweating and nausea uh-huh. in my arm and whatever I'd sleep and all whatever. And then that night I checked, I Googled my symptoms or whatever. And it was big red letters, uh, call 911 or whatever. And then that night I went upstairs. My dad was taking a drink of water or something. I was like, Dad, I got to get to the hospital. I'm not feeling good. I went to the hospital. My dad drove me. 
and I had the two nurses. I told them what was going on. They hooked me up to a machine, and the two nurses were running around trying to find, I don't know, whatever they were doing, but they were rushing around, and I'm sitting there, and they brought me, what, what kind of pills were those that you had to put under your tongue? Those are the aspirin. Aspirin. no. Oh, I know. Something with an N, yeah. they told me. Put this under your tongue. Put me under your tongue. Like, <laughs> put them under my tongue. and Narcotic. It opens. It, it like, say, like, your, huh. your veins are, like, Blood vessels. Blood vessels. Yeah. Constricted. And then that, I know what it, I know what you're talking about, but it freaking just blows them right yeah. open. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, these nurses were, I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, like, holding my arm because it hurts, like, crazy. Like, uh-huh. The whole arm and everything. So she's resting around, put it under my tongue and everything, and had me up to her machines and Nit- sh- nitroglycerin. Yeah, that was oh, okay. Yeah. She's like, you know what was happening? I was like, no, you're having a heart attack. <laughs> you're on the verge of having a uh, heart attack or whatever. Uh, when was this? When did the symptoms start? I was like, when I woke up this morning. Because <laughs> like, I did drink heavily that night, right? <laughs> and uh-huh. I'd go home, pass out. How much did you drink? <laughs> Probably lots. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> two eighteen to two six. Just to four pitchers. Because mm-hmm. yeah, before we went out, I used to drink eighteen uh-huh. at home. While anyone, holy, you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> just before I went out, because I knew if I went out sober, yeah, I would never get buzzed or nothing. Uh-huh. So I have to sit at home and take an eighteen, and I'm out there with pitchers. But that night before, I did drink lots. Come home, pass out, whatever. And as soon as I woke up, that's when like. Everything was like, oh, my chest, my arm, and sweating, and uh-huh. just thinking it was being hungover. But yeah, then I was told like you're not gonna make 35, living this way, not taking care of yourself, and all this stuff. And then uh-huh. that's when I started meeting Kelly, and that's when. Tell the people the dream, that dream you had, of when you died. <laughs> and I, I would you let him tell his own <laughs> stories? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I used to always have dreams of me dying all the time. Uh-huh. Then the once was a dream of I did die and everything, and they're at the funeral, and I was standing behind my family, you know, they sit by the coffin. I'm standing behind my little sister, like, trying to console her. She's just crying and whatever. And my dad was at the front door. He wouldn't come in, or I don't know if he would accept it or what, but he wouldn't come in at the door. He'd stay outside and all this stuff. But yeah, I did dream that I did die the one time. But all the other times were... Someone was coming for you. Yeah. But... Man in the hat. <laughs> 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 Quit Andy Teresa. <laughs> Quit Mini Teresa. <laughs> but yeah, mainly that's why I'm, I started on the... I did ask the doctor back then about the bariatric weight loss surgery or whatever and mm-hmm. that's when they started the process of getting me on it and mm-hmm. trying to get better and it's about seven years now so um with that whole process you have to start at that place and work your way down to get to that yeah. surgery you can't it, just like okay we'll pencil okay, we'll you in you for next it. week they and we'll cut sure your stomach they want to make sure you're actually for it Oh, yeah, dedicated. Yeah, yeah, you're dedicated to it that, okay, well, this time we're going to go. We'll see you in three months. I want your A1Cs down to 10 or whatever and maybe lose five pounds, you know. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. 
Yeah, I, I can see that that they really want to make sure you're you're serious about it because yeah. there's probably a lot of people that punk out do at the same time, yeah. wasting their resources. Wasting, yeah, the resources are, are really like hard to come by in Saskatchewan or in Canada for yeah. for the medical system. It's just really like, yeah. man, I was at the the darn med the clinic the other day. Man, that sucks so bad. Um, went to the one walk-in clinic and they weren't seeing patients walk-ins that day till five o'clock. And then I go to the other clinic, and um, there was about five people waiting in that vestibule to get in there, and it didn't open up till nine o'clock. I want to say something like that. And w- once I finally got inside there, everyone kind of knew their which, which when they entered that door, yeah, the, the vestibule. Yeah, yeah. you didn't. That's not the order to grab your paper yet, your your number. But this is the order to get inside the vestibule. And then you get your number. And then they call you up when you get your number. Yeah. And then you wait. And they call you to the little room. And then after you're in the little room, the doctor will come see you another 25 minutes yeah. later. So they got maybe 10 people total on that th- with the numbers. Yeah. And then right away they were like, we're not seeing anyone else until the afternoon kind of thing. And I got on there. I think I was number eight, I want to say, something like that. Okay. And I waited there for an hour and a half. And then I asked him, okay, um, when when am I going to be seen here? And he's, they're like, what's your number? Eight. Or no, what's your name? And I told him. And I said, okay, you got three people in front of you. And I was like, well, how long is that then? Probably another 25 more minutes. It's like two hours just to see the doctor about something. For five minutes. For so, five minutes of something that I knew was pretty much wrong with, yeah. with me, you know? And really all I wanted was a prescription yeah. for something. Yeah. So it was, was kind of like, that's what I mean, like, for you, they want to make sure that you're in it for real because there's some people who are just going to waste their time yeah. and it, their time is precious. The resources are precious yeah. like with this whole thing. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And yeah, every time I'd come back, I'd meet their standard. Okay, next time, whatever, like met it. Oh, well, COVID hit. No, we're <laughs> not too sure when we're going to start up again. Yeah. Like, but maintain this, what you're at, maintain it, and then we'll go from there. Which which is really interesting because you could see where Dylan got stressed out, and where Dylan got stressed out was during COVID. Yeah. When it first hit, when lockdown and everything first hit, Dill got stressed, and what was really funny is it seen it was seen in his blood work because his sugar spiked. Mm-hmm. Then they asked about like you know what's going on, and he's like, COVID, I'm stressed, right? Um, he was kind of less hours at work, right? And so less hours means less money, money, right? And then less money means, like, bills aren't being paid. Like, oh, it just started. Payments are going to be missed or something. So you could just tell where, right where. And then finally we started. And then your dad got sick, hey? Yeah. Very, then we were very, he was very stressed. And then, then all of a sudden it kind (laughs) of normalized. Normalized. Yeah. And now it's now end of November. I get the surgery. Yeah, it's a long time coming. Yep, <laughs> definitely exciting, but also scary because I'm like a chicken on needles and <laughs> being put to sleep. Oh yeah. <laughs> what are they gonna put you like put a gas mask over your I face? Think so. Is that what they're I gonna don't do? Know what they're gonna do? Or inject you, you. Did you ever have surgery before? Like go under? No. No. <laughs> Not nothing. No. No. I thought you hurt your wrist. Well, Tell him about just, your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him what happened. Yeah, but no, I didn't have Remember no your little boy? Remember you're not talking. <laughs> no, I had no surgery on no. it. Just a cast. 
Yeah, that's. I think I don't know. It's just I'm gonna fall asleep and it's just like I'm gonna wake up like right away. You know, like, probably that's how it's gonna be. That's yeah. what it's kind of nervous about. <laughs> like strange like that, and just being put to sleep and them working on me. Ooh. It's not like they're gonna cut me open or they just put five holes. Oh yeah, and they do use those big weird yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. They, they put five me. little pinholes yeah. or whatever in, and they do everything. Which is kind of nice, eh? They're not gonna we cut you right from the neck <laughs> all the way down to your like a fish. Yeah. Yeah. everything out. And <laughs> put everything back that's in. Yeah. Stomach and see what he eats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of that would definitely made me decide if they had a could cut me open you know, oh yeah but no it's just five little inserts or whatever they do there when you when you got that beverly remember you got your gallbladder taken out mm-hmm. what did they do to you they put stuff in your veins or like uh in your uh, like iv yeah they did it through the iv and i felt it from my hand it was just cold <sighs> and then also i felt it probably around my elbow and also it's out oh. <laughs> and it's just like i blinked and also i was in the recovery room and i was just really groggy and then I blinked again, and all of a sudden I was in my room. <laughs> and because when they took me in for surgery, surgery, it was about nine o'clock at night, and I was able to like sleep all night till the next morning. I think about eight or nine. Uh-huh. And then they released me because usually with um with gallbladder surgery, you're just it's like a Day inpatient, yeah, yeah, where you just go in, you recover for like two hours, and then you get sent home. Yeah, but I was able to sleep all night and <laughs> cover that time. <laughs> nice, because that, that I think that procedure used to be really like it was way worse back in the day, mm-hmm. like a couple few decades back. Like yeah. they would cut you open. I'm pretty sure when they would do gallbladder surgery back in the day. Yeah, when they did mine, they did three three little tiny holes on the right at like the bottom of my rib cage, like sternum. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And then um, rub your sternum real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Show us. <laughs> you see this? <laughs> and then one on the side of my belt, like belly, uh, a little bit lower, and then um, like near my hip, and then one in my the larger one was on my belly button underneath it. Wow. And then those little. Let's see. Let's see. See right here. <laughs> And that one was only like an inch where the other ones are like not even a centimeter. They have little little scars. Yeah. yeah. Little have dimples. <laughs> 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 just I think just one is really noticeable, the top one, and then my belly button one is. Mm. And then I went under when they took my wisdom teeth out. That one was a lot more crazy because w- as they're putting me under, they were um, intubating me or whatever, or going in through my mouth something. They were doing something in my mouth as I was going under. What's it called? Intubating? Yeah, that's where they put the thing in your throat. To like oh, like for pumping stuff? your yeah. stomach and stuff? Or no. no? Or well, to help grabbing you your tongue yeah. too, to like okay. get down. Yeah. But they were doing they were doing that as I was kind of going <gasps> out. Oh, and I felt it. And I was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And I was struggling as I was going under. It was like the scariest Whoa. thing. Whoa. And it just felt like I was like couldn't <laughs> breathe at all. And they're like, "It's okay, Beverly. It's okay. It's okay. You're okay." And then uh-huh. I just felt it as the whole time as I was going under, just panic. Oh, oh man, man. That's scary. And that then I woke scary. up and they're like, "Okay, we're done." And I still kind of felt that like panicky feeling, but I was so <coughs> tired and groggy from the medication, I just couldn't couldn't uh, deal with it. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. thing with your wisdoms too. <laughs> 
Well, no, I don't. They weren't intubating me when they um, well, still, hooked yeah. me up, but I remember them hooking me up. And I said, "I have one." There, I said, "Do you have any questions before we right injected?" Uh -huh. And I was like, "Yes." Are you gonna fix the cavity, right, mm -hmm. on my tooth while I'm under? And he's like, "That is a really good question." No, we don't do that. And I was like, "Right." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Do you have any more questions?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "Okay." Like count from a hundred backwards, uh -huh. I got to like ninety-eight. <laughs> 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 Wrecked. First of all, it's hard for me to count backwards, uh -huh. so I was really trying to like you know 100, think. Yeah, 100. <laughs> 99, and I was like, "Frick, what's after 99?" I was like, "98." <laughs> <laughs> then I was done, yeah. and then I felt like I, I, I felt like I just closed my eyes and I opened it, and then they're like, "Hey, Kelly, we're gonna move you into the like the recovery room," and I was like, "Dylan, he's walking down the stairs." <laughs> Somebody call him. I wasn't laughing, but I was like, Dylan, right? And I was really like trying to like someone call him because I thought honestly he was just I want it was like it was just so quick, right? Yeah. And they're like, no, Kelly, no, Kelly, we want you to come lay down, we want you to come rest, everything. And then I was laying on the little gurney or in the bed. And I was really trying to look out the window to be like, so I could like bang on the window. If I seen Dylan at the bottom, so I could be like, Dylan, turn around, come back up, I'm done. But you said I was out for like a couple hours. Yeah, it was. I went Southland, I think, or Cabela's too, and got some meat and parked outside. And all this stuff was quite a while. So these poor dentists and the help were like, no, Kelly, lay down. Rest and the whole time I'm trying to like, <laughs> he's like he's gonna walk outside. Oh, I must have just been they must have been the strapper to the bed. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's no. what I'm scared of too. Of uh, what if I don't fall asleep? Or you know, like what if I'm they think I'm sleeping and I'm not and I feel everything. Right. That's what I'm scared of too. <laughs> I heard about that happening. I don't know how often that happens yeah, I though. Don't know, but but that's also yeah. what I'm nervous of or scared of, I guess. Uh -huh. Just going under, because I don't think I've ever been under. Just don't go to the light. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from there. Yeah. <laughs> it's too soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're going to intubate Dill. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how they do it, but... Incubate him. <laughs> put him in a little baby pod. <laughs> yeah, put him in a baby <laughs> section. <laughs> yeah. Give him some UV light. <laughs> 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 he has jaundice. He's getting yellow. <laughs> He's getting yellow. <laughs> He's moving right now. Having those little eye patches. Oh you know? yeah, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, under the light. <laughs> under uh, the light, your baby's I, under I remember. Just in a Har <laughs> Harmony. Harmony had to go to those little things. Eh? What, what do they call that when uh, they baby? In the NICU. In in NICU. NICU. And I see you. Okay, and I see you. All right. Yeah. That's the one I know. I don't know in NICU. Yeah. <laughs> NICU, so she was in the NICU, and she had like a little, maybe like fluid in her lungs or something like that? No, she was um, in the birth canal too long, so when she finally came out, her when she took her first kind of breath, kind of popped her lung. Oh. So she yeah. had like a little bit of, hole of a hole in her lung Aww. when she was born. And But you kind of hear it when she would like kind of like breathe and like try and cry, and it was like, a, it was a, it was like, it was couldn't go to a full cry and then it would kind of like stop and drop like really? yeah and then um but anyways she went in she was in that in NICU she was in NICU <laughs> <laughs> in the NICU she, so, and I see you she was in there 
And uh, there was a whole bunch of babies in there. There was, I don't know, must have been like five or six of them. All just cute little things inside there. And uh, I went to go see Harmony. I think it was Beverly was with me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I went in to go see Harmony in there. And then I looked at those looking at these other babies too. And I was like really like looking as if they're, I'm at a pet store. And I'm really looking at them like tapping on the window and stuff like that. And then the, the nurse is like, excuse Don't me. tap on yeah. the glass. The, the nurse is like, excuse me, sir. Yeah, um, we encourage people not to be looking at other babies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I see little babies like that, like with the, the, the blue light on it or the, the UV light. And they had one of those little goggles on it. They're like taped over <laughs> yeah, their faces. And I was like, eyeballs. yeah. And I was looking. I was like, man, this is wicked sad. Like seeing all these babies inside oh, here. It but was. And then Harmony was like nine pounds, 12 ounces when she was born. So she was like really big. And then we go in the NICU. All these babies are like all preemie. <laughs> like yeah, four totally. pounds and three yeah. pounds. And then we turn the corner and there's Harmony uh, just stretching. Yeah. Filling <laughs> her little uh-huh. fastnet thing. Uh, Wyatt was in the NICU for a, a week, and uh, they called him the big man in uh-huh. there. But he was seven pounds. <laughs> but he was the Just big guy. The big, yeah, out, big of, guy in there. out of all the NICU kids. But it's yeah, because the they're big like one. right two pounds, three pounds, oh, four pounds, man. like just tiny, mm-hmm. tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny. Oh, but then there was like. We needed to find like big guy clothes for him because they just <laughs> had little baby yeah. like cute clothes. And they're like, we had to try track down big guy clothes for this. And then I remember a, a day before, a day before I got to take my, uh, before he got released, um, a woman had a 13, 13, oh. 11 ounce. Oh. <laughs> and he was, <laughs> he was having trouble breathing because right? uh-huh. for his size. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was just having <laughs> too big. And then they're like, too much weight on the chest. Yeah, they're like, oh, why? He just looks tiny now. <laughs> Maybe just the new big guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'll always remember he had a he had a nurse, but it was a man nurse. Uh-huh. Tattoo, the stretched lobes, pierced, <laughs> really? trying to teach her how to breastfeed. <laughs> <laughs> just really yeah. grabbing him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> thinking like, oh man, like just the most like punk nurse right in, yep. in NICU <laughs> trying to help me with like a cloth under my boob and you know make sure his mouth's open but I was like massaging the milk down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I realized I was like I know this is his job right yeah. and by this time when you're in the hospital especially giving birth who has not seen your vagina <laughs> so it's like yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah and then like yeah. the nurses yeah they they're probably like all all the time exposed to that, so it's like yeah. no big deal no doing big this deal. again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just find it it's such a weird thing being in the <laughs> hospital and like people are they get they just get used to it, right? Mm-hmm. No shame, no nothing. But uh, when I go there, man, uh, it's like I don't want anyone touching my butt or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to touch your butt. <laughs> to give me a needle or anything like that, you know. I'm not getting suppositories or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny, too, when Harmony was in the NICU when I first got to go see her. There was a nurse. It was, I don't know if it was her nurse or, like, that area's nurse. She recognized Harmony's name, the last name on Harmony's thing. And here it was a girl that my brother used to go to school with in the town we used to live in, Anaheim. And she's like, I recognize you. She's like, Beverly? She's like, yeah, because me and her little sister used to be really close, too. It was so cool to also see her because this by this time it was like 10 years since we lived in Anaheim and then yeah. also she's seen us 
you recognize the name. I don't know. I was just found that really cool. <laughs> it's small world. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> this sure. was in Saskatoon, and that town's like, that well, was not that far, like an hour and a half away yeah. from Saskatoon that we grew up in. You kind of figure people would just kind of go off and go all over, mm-hmm. kind of doing their lives and stuff. Yeah. I remember that uh, weekend you went into labor. Mm-hmm. We were just driving around and like doing what we do, eh? And like yeah. going to pawn shops. random places. And we're looking for a computer. We went to Costco? Yeah. <laughs> we went to Costco and we went and had the, the poutine and hot dog and stuff. And Beverly just puked up all her poutine hot dog. By the time we got outside, you just opened the door up and <laughs> puked that, it all up. But that, that has to do with my gallbladder. Oh, that was a gallbladder thing. Yeah. Was this a different time then? No, it was that time. Oh, okay. But it was because I started having gallbladder issues while I was pregnant. Right. Yeah, that was and going I on. And I had a blockage in my digestive system. Yeah. So, like, I would get hungry just a little bit and I'd eat, but it wouldn't, like, fully digest and go through my whole digestive system. And so at that time I ate and I ate and I just had just a little bit left, not enough to like throw away or not enough to take. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just have a couple more bites. <laughs> and so I was like really full. <laughs> I got to the car and I was like, oh, I'm so full. I just feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> also open the door. Just bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, geez, you just wasted that $2 poutine. <laughs> $2. Why do I keep you up? Yeah. <laughs> Puke up all your food all the time. <laughs> But we, we went to the hospital and, like, I, I still had that whole process kind of fuzzy because it was really fast. Like, everything happening all at the same time. But I remember we grabbed a whole bunch of things because we knew you were going to be there overnight or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Went in Saturday afternoon. You, you, brought, you grabbed me books to read while we were there. <laughs> I remember that. Did I? Yeah, you grabbed <laughs> my books. You grabbed the, a couple of my graphic novels. Junji Ito books. Junji Ito. <laughs> wicked gory books. But yeah. But yeah. I remember having them there. I was like, oh, this is cool. I remember that time. That's when you started. What is that called? Where you see faces in random things? Pareidolia. Yeah. And then <laughs> he had this little digital camera and he's taking a bunch of pictures. And outside the window where we were staying, all of a sudden there's a uh, bride and groom taking wedding pictures. And then he took a couple of them down there. And then also he's in the bathroom taking pictures of the vent and the taps and everything. <laughs> just keeping himself occupied of little faces and like random places that you don't normally see. Like even the breast pump. I remember you seeing a little face in the breast <laughs> pump. <laughs> I don't need to remember that. So you got to keep yourself busy in those hospitals, man. <laughs> and then late Sunday night was I went into active labor. And then all of a sudden my mom showed up. My brother Chris and sister Teresa and cousin um, from Edmonton showed up. And then also his sister Tina showed up. And we we're all just sitting in there waiting for me while I was like having contr- contractions yeah. and everything. And also they're like, okay, everyone has to leave except for who's staying. And it was just my mom and David. And then we had Harmony. And they weren't quite like um, finished digging me up. Also, the door was open. There's like, bunch of nurses and everything and then all of a sudden like people were just kept coming in and out and i was still there like <laughs> exposed and everything <laughs> but it was because of harmony's situation they didn't know how she was going to be so they had all these people on standby and everything because uh-huh. the labor took long because uh she went there's no progression and she was like sideways for a bit they had to reposition her which hurt like crazy mm. 
Man, you got a good memory. Well, of course you would remember those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. But I, d- I just don't remember the si- like the the medical situation that was happening. You know. Well, when it, when it was happening, I remember, I was like, okay, because like obviously Harmony's our first and only child right now. Mm-hmm. And then, I was like, okay, this is kind of like normal. But I didn't realize how serious the situation was at the time until like way later. Yeah. And that's why she had to go to the NICU, and they had all these people. And, of course, it's like a teaching hospital, too, so you have all these students in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bunch of young little whippersnappers. Yeah. Think they know it all. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember our our OB, she was on holidays at the time we went <laughs> oh, yeah. to. So this is After all that work, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just pieces out. They're never there. Because uh-huh. the one I went to, all my appointments with was gone. Was whoever yeah. was on call at the hospital. <laughs> and so maybe they don't really even like, right? they have this intention, they're all nice to you and stuff. Yeah. No one even during like around your time, you're gonna, I'm not going to be here. Yeah. I might be on holiday. Yeah, but I'll might still be act up. like I'll be here. But like. I'll just say why it was like 14 days overdue. Oh. Harmony, they, Harmony they, was two days before her due date. Before her due date. <laughs> they wanted him to stay in longer. Because he was, if I gave birth to him, he would pr- maybe have been about four pounds. Still tiny. And they're like, you need to eat. But man, I'll just. Oh, let's not talk about it. Just. <laughs> Makes you <laughs> sick. <laughs> just constantly sick. Oh, man. Surgery, what? eh? Surgery episode. <laughs> <laughs> Medical. <laughs> Medical episode. Birth. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing ever got surgery done is on my teeth. Like getting. Like you? No, no. Actually, no. I never went under. No, they took them. I just froze. I just yeah. get frozen yeah, all the time. Yeah, me too. Mine are. I have yeah. one left, I think. But yeah, they froze. Your your wisdom teeth? Yeah. yeah. Mine are all gone now. I think. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they're all gone. Twice. Yeah. They took two at a time. Yeah. During COVID, man, I I lost a few teeth during COVID. Stress. <laughs> it was stress. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that until after that that you could lose your teeth from stress, mm-hmm. from that um, that hormone. What is it called again? Cortisol. Cortisol, yeah. And yeah. if it stays in your system, it actually eats away at your teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. You think about some people that have really bad teeth, like they just kind of rot away. Like stress. Stress, eh? Yeah. Can really eat away at the enamel of the teeth, yeah. Plus, people grind, eh? Mm-hmm. And clench their jaw. Yeah. Probably, hey, that, even that would add on to yeah. it, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like always, like. Pressure. I have a I really don't do bad that, yeah. habit, but it's inside my mouth. Uh-huh. And I bite the che- my cheeks. Mm. Me too. Inside I, down yeah. here, at the bottom of my lip, just one side. Right, and it's just uh, you don't you don't realize you're doing it until <laughs> until all of a sudden. Real, all of a sudden, you're at the dentist, and they tell you it's a condition. Oh, okay. it really is. They have a name for it. Yeah. What is it called? No idea, but I know it's a condition. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just from constant, uh, and it pretty much means just cheek biting. Yeah. And he just asks, like, how do you notice yourself when you do it? Are you anxious? Like, what, uh-huh. like, right? Stuff like that, usually for anxiety or, and yeah, it's sometimes, sometimes you bite too close to the, <laughs> then you're bleeding. Sometimes oh, I don't yeah. realize I'm doing it until, like, ah, I, I kind of bled. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a habit. Just yeah. a habit, yeah. Probably something you started when you were smaller. Probably. Yeah. I, when I was small, I remember when I was a little girl, 
Oh, they, what they would call a wart, a worry wart. Oh yeah. It's constantly worrying. Yeah. Constantly, I was constantly worried about um, the environment. I was constantly worried <laughs> the about polar the polar bears. bears. <laughs> <laughs> I was constantly worried about like my parents are gonna forget me, which let's all laugh together, right? I was the only child for like a long time. Mm. <laughs> How could they forget about me, yeah. right? But I was constantly worried, like they're busy with your other brothers and sisters <gasps> oh, right now. Man. They're gonna forget you. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember looking at the clock at three o'clock, and it would just like that, uh-huh. and it would just like I could hear every tick of the clock just, tuk, tuk, and I'd be like, I don't know if anybody's gonna be outside there. And oh, it's like me. it takes this long to get from the house. It takes this long coming yeah. up the stairs, and it's like they should be coming they in right now. Yeah. They, oh man, I was <laughs> just constant state of like worry. Worry, yeah. And I don't know why sometimes, but man, I was just always worried. And then I don't, I don't know what what it's. I was telling Dylan, I was like, maybe it's like wicked um, blood memory. I don't yeah, know well, why. Inherited, yeah. yeah it, it's well, something it's like that I inherited, yeah. Generational curses, yeah. I don't say blood memory, I say it's generational like, okay, curses. It's like a generational <laughs> curse. Right? Yeah. Because I always think about, uh, I now that I'm grown up, I yeah. think about my mom and what she went through in day yeah. school. And yeah. that constant, constant worry, worry right? Yeah. And then I think about my dad, who, um, a, chi- a child of like nine, grew up with all his brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and constantly like wanted like felt like I never had enough. Right. So yeah. I worry, but I feel like I never have enough. Uh-huh. That the, the, the it'll go right away. It's going to go right away. Yeah. But yet I was the, like only kid for a long time. Why would I have these worries? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I thought like I was telling Dylan, I was like, I think it's like generational, something that yeah. I inherited from my parents that I'm dealing with. Because I told my mom tonight, I said, you know what? I want to tell you that... Um, like I broke something off of my life and she's like oh really what and I was like um you know when your mom gets angry when she cleans up yeah like today I cleaned up my house but I did not get angry at anybody nor do I want to be in a state of anger when I clean up right Uh usually when I clean up I'm like I'm in my head and I'm like hey lord like you need to help me because I don't want to be angry I don't want to be bitter and then I just start talking to God during while I'm cleaning Mm -hmm. up right and then I'll kind of get stuff ready for like an emotion to like, why can you please just take down the laundry for me? That's all I'm asking. And right away, my son was up, right? I got to get the laundry. Mom's cleaning up. I better grab my laundry from my room. I better make my bed because she's going to see my room, right? But I'm like, no, I'm not going to say anything. Just make sure dishes are out. Yeah. And then even with my husband too, I don't want to be angry with him while I clean up. All I did was I was like, I powdered the rug for you. Right? Like, in terms of, like, you could vacuum. And then I make little piles of dirt all over my house. And he goes with the vacuum just to, like, vacuum them up, right? Uh-huh. And then also I was mopping. And I was thinking, like, to me, I was, like, this is to me, was, like, a big win. Because I was, like, oh, thank yeah. you, God. Man, I'm not angry. My house isn't, like, a place of turmoil that when I'm going to clean up, I'm getting mad. Uh-huh. It's, I'm not in my, I don't want, I never wanted to be like that growing up. Because yeah. my mom was always kind of, but then right thinking like I don't know what my mom went through with my cuckoo yeah, when exactly. she cleaned up right mm-hmm. so maybe I didn't get that bad of it but yeah. I still knew my mom got angry right yeah. to me where I'm like I don't want to be angry at all when I clean up 
Yeah. So I told her, I was like, I broke that off. But I told her, right? But I realized I don't know what you went through. That you broke some of it off too. Uh Right? So I was like, I just wanted to let you know that. And she's like, wow, that's so good. She's like, then she started telling me stories about like my cuckoo and stuff. Oh, which yeah. is like, I was like, no, like, wow, I can't imagine getting yeah. whipped her. You Ooh, know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. like you, you just you just get a little angry and kind of fume. Yeah. Whereas she might experience something like physical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then that. So then I don't know what my cuckoo went through in residential school. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And right I think that's kind of the root of it. Why, why you hear a lot of that? Yeah. Like a lot of uh, moms cleaning up angry. Yeah. And just like what you do at that point, you just you either start cleaning up or you get out of the way. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I I remember experiencing the same thing too. Yeah. So I start cleaning up or I just go to my just room or something. Grab random stuff and put it. Yeah. In. <laughs> <laughs> the tennis racket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tennis racket. So would your mom get angry oh, cleaning up? Furious, just <laughs> swearing and yelling. And, oh, <laughs> Oh, my dad clean. He just cleaned. He'd sing. He'd hum. He'd whistle. <laughs> just enjoy you know, it, just yeah. Do his own Power thing. He it. wouldn't bother nobody. He'd just sing and whistle, and you know it uh-huh. was a good time. But man, when Shirley would start cleaning up, oh boy, either sneak out the window and get the <laughs> heck out of there, or <laughs> start grabbing stuff and putting them somewhere. Not Doris. You, <laughs> you know, Dor- going Doris had a quiet anger. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't yell, yeah. but she had this kind of like low, stern voice. <laughs> and I pull it out sometimes too, we yeah. unintentionally. <laughs> but yeah, it was I could I could see I could see uh, Doris going through Beverly sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> she'll side eye you pretty good. Because <laughs> I've seen Doris too. Like I, yeah. we've lived with your mom before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mom stayed with us, and we stayed with her for yeah. a bit. Yeah, growing up. Uh, being the youngest, it probably was a lot easier because I had the my older siblings to clean up and stuff before me. But by the time like I was cleaning up, yeah, there were sometimes it was scary. <laughs> like even sometimes, like one time, it was when my parents were co- going through their separation and divorce, and of course my mom's really stressed about all of that and stuff. And she was doing dishes and she got me to dry them, and then I put the dish away in the cupboard. And you know how sometimes they drop and they kind of slam together? She wicked, like, got mad at me <laughs> and, like, made me cry. <laughs> and I think I was, like, probably, like, 14, 15 by then. So it was, like, wicked scary. But Ooh, making yeah. it a 15-year-old cry. Yeah. Like that. so like, over her <laughs> She's looking up at you, boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, like, what she said that really made me yeah. cry. But, yeah, yeah she's had a different anger but it was like scary like you uh-huh. knew she was really really meant it i i was like thinking about kelly how you're talking about how you inherit this stuff a eh? like uh, generational curses and one thing that i would have inherited from either one of my parents like what was fear and just unnatural fear and uh m- my mom she grew up in fear all the time she talks about it mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys ever heard her yeah. stories and she's like i was chicken she'll say i was chicken scared of the dark like back then they would add out- outhouses to go use so in the middle of the night you know you you can't just outside, you know maybe? 12 feet to the bathroom and then yeah. you go or whatever 20 feet to the bathroom and that's it and you go back to bed but you had to get up and go out to the outhouse right in the middle of the night and all the nat- na- nature and stuff like that so she was like afraid of things just all the time and um 
one thing she really like drilled into me for sure me i don't know about my my other siblings but she made sure that we didn't consume things that were like fear related horror movies or anything i hadn't seen a horror movie until i was like probably like you know 16 or something like that because you're strictly prohibited from having any of that kind of stuff inside the house period so there was like everyone's like talking about oh freddy krueger and like jason and it's like man i want to watch a jason movie so i could be part of this conversation (laughs) here and it's like the only one he watched was waxworks yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like sitting there like steve steve urkel all the time while they're having these cool conversations but anyways um that being said uh i i still feared stuff anyways even though i didn't watch any horror movies and it wasn't until you know i got kind of like sat in prayer and that kind of stuff and got deliverance that it kind of got taken out of my life like how you're talking about how you're like oh i'm clean up now and i'm not angry (laughs) and it's a it's it's like a little victory but it's really big at the same time because i used to fear the dark like fear sleeping alone and fear sleeping and you know and i was it would keep me up at night man i'd have like the rankest sleeps and the hardest time waking up in the morning because of a dumb fear you know what i mean and it was so supernatural over anything else is what it was and yeah but that 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 stuff's real though it is mm-hmm. yeah. yeah having these generational curses and inherited stuff and yeah yeah cuz i inherited my mom's worry too yeah cuz david i was like you're always worrying about things you don't yeah. need to worry about it but like growing up with my mom like she worried a lot about yeah different things too and i noticed that myself and i see it in harmony too sometimes the way she worries about things but Mm -hmm. i was like trying to talk to her and like kind of make sense of like what's gonna happen and like how it's out of your control yeah when i notice those times that's a good thing to do is realize like there's nothing you could do (laughs) there's things that you just you don't have control over it you know Mm -hmm. you can't change the outcome of certain things so it's like why worry about it you know the only thing you control is yourself. <coughs> yeah, exactly. How you react, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's, and if you get a hold of that, then I feel like, because I know sometimes my husband will be like, why are you not worried? Or, you know, why are you not worried about this? And I'm thinking like, it's out of my control. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't give it too much energy or else it really will eat me up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what did you inherit? Quit forcing him to talk. (laughs) Let him talk. (laughs) Sitting there thinking, I don't know. I'm trying to think too. My own self, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) But that um, was kind of—it's kind of funny that you talked about how like that just recently happened with you, right, Kelly? Has it been a while now that I've been at least been okay to clean up? Because I know before in the relationship I was very and there was a lot of tense. Yeah, like uh-huh. was, you tell the house was tantrum <laughs> too. Yeah, you know either you're sitting here or you go to the bedroom. You know, stay yeah. out of her way. <laughs> now but he could sit there and watch TV, and I don't. I it doesn't. I don't mind, right? Yeah. I. Yeah, but then I'm like, you know, like. Just vacuum the living room. That's a lot of help for me. If you just vacuum the rug, right? And Dylan does that. But then now all of a sudden he's like, he's like, I'll do the, I'll, I'll just vacuum the floor. Because we have like a floor setting on the vacuum, oh, right? Yeah. Then I'm thinking like, 
he did that the week before then i was like how about if i just make these little piles then at least i could get the broom in areas where the vacuum can't so then we've been doing that and then all of a sudden today i was like i put the shoes on the rack which means like he knew like oh no. yeah i got a vacuum by the door now and then i'm thinking like oh man to me i'm thinking like why didn't Dylan don't know how much help they help me with just laundry downstairs, right? Or, or vacuuming that that's one thing that I don't have to do. But the thing with me is I don't mind dishes and I don't mind dishes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind dishes and I don't mind, um, cleaning the bathroom because I love to have a meji in a clean bathroom and I love to shower in a clean bathroom. Right. So it's almost selfish that I love to have that clean because it, it's for me right mm-hmm. i like to have it clean and um and i used to get pissed off so much about the seat being up mm-hmm. and i'm like i can't help this this is something out of my control mm-hmm. i don't want the seat peed on mm-hmm. so it's actually nice that these boys flip it up for me and if it's just one moment for me just to like flick the seat down I'm not going to complain because that means I could sit down on the seat and there's no pee on it. Because I know Dylan got after Wyatt so much times, right? Oh, there's a yeah, like to just fight <laughs> put it up, right? Yeah. Then yeah. I'm thinking like, if it's just one mo- motion for me just to flick it down, it doesn't, it used to bother me. It used to piss me off. Oh, I would get so upset about it. But now I'm like, no. It, that never bothered me until Harmony started potty training and she fell in a couple <laughs> times. <laughs> I remember and that. And I had to get after yeah. David a yeah. couple times. Yeah, I think you texted me at one time. I was at work and you texted me. You're like, make sure you put the toilet seat down. This girl fell in the oh. toilet <laughs> and hurt her back. Oh, yeah. And that's why I was like, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're unaware of those kind yeah. of things. Like, you know, exactly. unless someone tells you, 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 you have blind spots in your life. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I just love having a clean kitchen. And to me, um, I used to get upset at Dylan for leaving a dirty kitchen in the morning. But then it was almost changing the way I thought in terms of like, I'm actually really grateful I have an indigenous man who works because that's horrible to say that, but it's sometimes men don't, First Nations men in this area maybe don't work or Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's just a lack of, right? So I'm like, so I changed it to, man, I have a kitchen to clean up because he works. Yeah. His hands look like this, so my hands can look <laughs> like this. <laughs> I was going to do that uh, with my toes. My his toes, toes look, look like this. No, my, to- my toes look Girl, like this. Or his hands look like this, so my toes can look like this. Because I like to like uh-huh. just get a pedicure once a month. <laughs> but uh, it's almost like teaching myself to rethink and kind of rewire those certain things and Mm -hmm. but i'll be honest with you um it was in moments of prayer also too where god saying like you know you don't have to be angry kelly when you clean up Mm -hmm. you know you set the atmosphere of your home and and do you want your home to be a place where your son and your husband don't want to be and i was like wicked hurt me i was like what <laughs> they don't want to be here <laughs> you mean there's something wrong I'm doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you know Holy Spirit does it really nicely yeah, he did it in it. a good moment and then he's like I want to break this off of your life mm-hmm. we, we're going we're gonna to break this yeah. and then I was like 
okay and then to be honest when it when it finally broke off of my life it seems like my husband and my son they actually help more it's mm-hmm. not <laughs> not forcing you know I'm, yeah. they're actually helpful and then I'm like really thankful that they help even uh, what used to piss me off too is how Dylan used to fold towels but now I think like if he wants to do towel laundry and he wants to fold them and he wants to put them away awesome Mm-hmm. No matter how he folds them, I bet he didn't even know I got upset at how he folded towels. <laughs> but now I'm like, nah, I don't even care. Yeah. But sometimes now he just leaves them for me, which is fine too. <laughs> 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 I left towels for like a week, <laughs> and I finally folded them up today. <laughs> yeah. But breaking off things, surgery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dylan, are you done? (laughs) Am I done? You have any more cheeseburger stories? (laughs) (laughs) There was a time I ate so much cheeseburgers and fish burgers, I threw up. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Fish burgers? I don't know. Like McDonald's or what? Yeah, like the fort, we all get together and throw in $5 gas or whatever. Oh, yeah. Drive to Regina at like 11 o'clock at night or whatever and just go buy a bunch of burgers. <laughs> I don't know how much I bought, but I remember driving and yeah. eating and just drilling them. And then I just pulled over and opened <laughs> <up> the door. <laughs> <laughs> Closed the door and we kept going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's man, all good. I ate too much. Yeah. <laughs> Hand me another one. <laughs> yeah. I made room. <laughs> yeah. How much cheeseburgers are left? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did eat too much then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it's just amazing how much you used to eat. Yeah. Like a bottomless pit. <laughs> <laughs> bottomless pit for food and alcohol. And women. <laughs> and women. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, I think we're all done talking today. That was the medicine episode. <laughs> Medical <laughs> episode. I don't know. <laughs> the med- medicine. Medicine. <laughs> as they say. All right. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Yep. <laughs> okay. I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> was it done? I don't know. Oh, no, no, I didn't stop it. No, I didn't stop it. Okay. You'll have this part in the middle, be all like all waiting. <laughs> okay, bye. Is it done? Can we talk now? <laughs>